There we go. Good morning, family. It's so much fun to be here. You know, when I, when I go and visit my mom, what's the first thing I do? I go straight to the kitchen and I open the fridge. And this morning, it was, when we arrived here, it was like that. We feel at home immediately. You know, we, we can just sense the, the sense of family. Um, so it's great to be here. So I greet you from the greatest city in the world, Worcester. Who, who of you have been to Worcester? Did you stop there and visit the town or did you drive through it on your way to Gauteng? So we want to invite you. Um, we've got this great place called a mall and it's right next to the N1. So if you uh, please feel to phone us up and come and visit us in, in Worcester. Now, now Pierce, joking with you, you can obviously hear that English, it's not the tongue of my mother. And, um, and so, but, but we're practicing, and um, so it can get you into trouble, because when I was a student, um, it, at, at one point it became cool to, to pray in English, and so then things started getting confusing, and, and so one day I was praying in Afrikaans, saying, Yera as a belief, bless me, and so that happened. And so, and so watch out. Uh, when, you, when you pray, make sure what language are you... Because the Bible says that the, the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so, so watch out, watch out. And so thank you so much for welcoming us. Uh, thank you, Pierre and, and Helena and, and, and Kate and Frank. It's good to have you here. Um, and I'm here this morning to, to speak about a dynamic demonstration, uh, in particular signs and wonders. So um, I want to say one sentence, and if you don't believe in signs and wonders, you will probably after the sentence. And here it is. I got a wife. <laughs> that is a miracle. <laughs> and so I've got my wonderful wife here with me, Danelle. Um, we... we were together from grade one, and so we we didn't start dating then. Yes, no, no, no. Only as students, uh, I took a school picture. I couldn't get a wife, and I said to myself, "Who's not married yet?" And then I got to Danelle's picture and phoned her up, and she was willing. And here we are, 17 years later. And so, um, and so, I don't know if you know, but Helena grew up in Wooster as well. And so there's a, there's a little bit of history there. Uh, Sixteen years ago, I was studying theology, and we, I was in a music group, and we decided for a fun project, hey, let's record some stuff. And, and when, when it came to the point where we had to find a background singer, a backing vocals, we thought, hey, but then, uh, you know, Helena's got a great voice. Why don't we get her? And so and she was part of the recording. You were part of the opening, this CD launch thing. And... Um, so it was great. And so for the first month after the launch, when people actually listened to that CD, um, people used to say, but hey, the CD's great, but who the heck's that lady in the background? <laughs> and, uh, and so that was, that was Helena. Right. Let's get to the, to the serious stuff. Um, planting the church in Worcester has been uh, one of the hardest things we've ever done. At the same time, one of the most rewarding 
things we've ever done. We have seen God do amazing things, um, answer, answered prayers and, and great stuff. So I'm not going to preach much. I want to share a few stories because when we speak about signs and wonders, maybe you've got a, a particular point of reference. You've got something in mind. But we have also learned that um, when we speak about signs and wonders, it's basically just the miraculous power of God beyond human capability in a certain situation. And that stuff happens everywhere all the time. And I I hope that through sharing some testimonies that it will stir your heart to really um, realize that you are a carrier of the presence of God, of His character, that He is a good God, a great God, a powerful God, that He lives in you, and wherever you go, He goes. And so amazing things can happen. If you have your Bible with you, why don't we read Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. You've probably read through that piece of Scripture a few times during the past uh, four Sundays. But, but let, let us read through it again. Acts 2, verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And so today we will speak... Uh, specifically on the topic of signs and wonders. Many signs and wonders were, were done through the apostles. And so I, maybe I thought maybe I can start by trying to attempt to answer the most difficult question first. And that might be, um, you know, why don't we see so many signs and wonders these days? And I just want to comment quickly on that. Firstly, I think there's a, there's a faith issue. You know, some, some of the people came to Jesus saying, uh, can you please deliver this person from, from demons and evil spirits because your disciples couldn't do that. And so Jesus' response was, um, oh, ye of little faith. You know, as we read the Bible, as we read the Word of God, we build our faith, we stir our faith. And I... I probably think we we don't see as many signs and wonders because it's a faith issue because we are absolutely bombarded with other media and and stuff to take in and absorb. And we've got this saying, um, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And let me tell you, if you're in a situation where you need to deliver somebody from a demon, there's no good in quoting the Eisgenoot. It won't get you far. You need to walk away from sin as well. I've, I had a friend who studied teaching in Wellington, and they were in a deliverance situation in the residence, and he was a Christian, but he was still taking a smoke on the sideline. Nobody knew. And in that situation, as he said, come out in the name of Jesus, the demon said, but you're still smoking. <laughs> True as Bob. And so many times I think we, we don't see great stuff happening because we're harboring secret sin. We're not getting enough word in. So in that situation, we need word uh, to come out. So that's just, just quick. I think there's also a pride issue. Um, 
You know, let's face it, how many of us will truly stay humble and grounded when great stuff starts happening? We live in such a humanistic, uh, self-centered, self-glorifying world that the moment something great happens, you take that little bit of credit to yourself, and that's very dangerous. And so even the disciples... Uh, before you feel condemned, they were with Jesus. They saw him with their eyes. They lived with him. And even they said, hey, Lord, when, when are you going to erect this great kingdom of yours? So who's going to sit on the left and who's going to sit on the right? And they had a fight arguing with each other. Who's the greatest? Is there anybody in this room who have ever fought with your fellow brother saying, who's the greatest? No. So, I mean, they were, yeah, I don't want to insult them, but. There was some pride there. If we can die to ourselves. Um, there's the story about the professor, and he was a professor in theology, and his students, they asked him, you know, what does it mean to truly die to yourself? And he says, let me, um, let me take you to the morgue. And so he took them there and pulled open one of the, uh, the drawers, and he said, okay, now here we have a dead, a dead person. Um, don't you want to do something? Please just, just insult and humiliate this guy as much as you can. And so in true student fashion, they did exactly that with passion. And then the professor stopped them and he said, okay, but let's do uh, the opposite. Let's praise him. Let's sing his praises. Let's compliment this guy. And they went for it, uh, you know, passionately. And after all of that was done, he asked them, did, did any of your insults or your praises change the condition of this guy? And they said, no. And he says, that's what it means to die to yourself. Not the praises of this world or the rejection or the, or the humiliation can do anything to you. I think if we can die to ourselves, we'll see many, many more miracles. And then lastly, I think it's a priority issue. Are we running after... God, or are we running after the powerful stuff that happens? Many of us, we've, we've had some experiences with uh, signs and wonders and miraculous things happening. And um, depends on, on which end of the, the charismatic scale you are, but you might expect that it only happens in church. And God only uses certain people, and that's not true. And so I want to share a few verses that shows us that the dynamic demonstration of God's power and His signs and His wonders were not only reserved to the, the so-called super apostles, it was for normal people in church as well. For instance, for a guy like Philip. I want to read Acts 8 verse 6 to 8 says the following. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs that he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. And so there was great joy in that city. I just love that little last sentence. Don't you think there will be great joy in our cities when great stuff happens? And we are the carriers of that great stuff, the, the miraculous stuff that can happen. We are the ambassadors and the representatives of God's great power. I'm just thinking, um, my, my one nephew, he works for Adidas in, in Germany. And um, he tells the story of, I think it was last year, uh, Nike and Adidas were negotiating the sponsorship deal for Manchester United for this year. 
And um, the, the, the Nike guys came in with 350 million pounds for the next 10 years. And the Adidas guys came, came in and they put 750 on the table. And so now you'll see uh, Manchester United wears the Adidas uh, brand. What do you think you'll feel like when you are one of the two representatives walking into that meeting knowing <laughs> we're just going to crush Nike right here? We've got the backup of this whole company and we've got 750 million pounds. Uh, don't you think you'll be confident? How much more confident should we be when we know that the God of this universe and His awesome power and presence is with us every day and He is above all, almighty and above them all? Isn't that great? Aren't you excited? You're carrying all of that voltage in you. And so we're excited to see that come out of you. As you live your life and as you meet with people, as you sit and have coffee in your daily life, the power of God wants to, to come out of you. Jesus spoke about the supernatural as being part of the everyday life of the believer. But let me tell you about my first encounter with a demon. I wasn't planning on doing that that day. <laughs> Let me start there. <laughs> Many miraculous things might catch you off guard. And so a friend of mine uh, came to our office. He was in a very, very dark place in his life. Um, diagnosed with, with clinical depression. The divorce papers were on the table and he lost his job. And so he came to see me and said, you know, how? what's the next step? And... Um, I said to him, let's, let's just start all over, and I'm going to share the gospel with you, and see if you want to put your faith in Jesus. He's the redeemer, the restorer, the, uh, and so let's start there. And so I shared the gospel. He gave his life to the Lord again, made a commitment, and then I felt in my heart the Lord say, okay, I want you to do deliverance on this guy. So I'm honestly in my heart, I'm like, no, Lord, not today, not today. It's Friday. I think I've got golf booked at 12 o'clock. You know, uh, pastors need to play golf just to keep our sanity. And so, Lord, please, not today. And, and I just felt a, a, a boldness rising up in me. And, and, and so I, I said to the Lord, okay, let's, let's have a go. And so I said to the guy, um, won't you just look me in my eyes? And I said, if there's any, any unclean and evil spirits here, leave in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and so a voice talks back. And the voice says, <laughs> So now at that moment, I, 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 you know, and so, and so I thought to myself, that's, that's kind of weird, you know, if, if, if I was a demon, at least, maybe I'll speak a language back that the guy don't understand, just for the sake of confusion. You know, imagine you go, go out in the name of Jesus, and the demon speaks French, and he just goes, je t'aime. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be quite confusing, you know? Out in the name of Jesus, parlez-vous. And so, so he, he spoke Afrikaans back to me. I thought that was, that was, uh, uh, that was quite gracious. And so, so I said to him, uh, leave 
in the name of Jesus, no. And that demon says back to me, he says, um, you can't, I'll never forget it. In a voice that you cannot describe. The guy says to me, you know, what did I just say to you? I said to him, don't worry, we're not, I'm not speaking to you, just stay calm. I said, leave in the name of Jesus, that demon says, you can't. So I said to him, that's a no-brainer. I know I can't because I'm dead. But I'm coming in the name of Jesus. And you've got to submit and bow your knee. And so go in the name of Jesus. And that demon's last words were, oh, I was so comfortable here. Can you imagine that? And at that moment, as he said, I was so comfortable here, the guy starts manifesting and coughing and doing a few moves. And I just stood back and, I, and now at that point, you know, boldness has, has come into the room. And so now I'm not scared anymore. I'm just rebuking that demon. And the guy's coming loose. And there was a few manifestations and, and it was over. And we sat there, and, and he said, what had just happened? And I said, my friend, I think Jesus delivered you from what has made its home here. And that was the end. The story today, it's six, seven years later. Uh, he never used any medication for that depression any longer. He, the, the, marriage, the marriage was restored after some marriage counseling. And, um, and he found a new job. And today, I follow him on Facebook. I can see he's having a great life with his family and with his kids. And sometimes we, we expect that signs and wonders must happen here in church. But it's, it, it wants to happen where you are in your daily life. If you are just available. Mark 16, verse 17 to 20 reads... And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. Now, I prayed about that one. And the Lord revealed to me that that is rooibos tear. So stay away. That is poisonous. They will place their hands on sick people. And they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. Here's the important part. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. They preached the gospel, the good news, the best news that anybody can hear. Listen, people, if, 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 if someone is hanging over a cliff, and just hang on to my, and, and his, his foot slipped. And, and, and he's hanging, we're at, on Table Mountain, and, and it's slipping, and it's slipping, and I know you've got 20 seconds left. What, what's, what's the best news you can hear? <laughs> so, so, don't worry, my friend, don't worry, Donald Trump won't make a second term, don't worry. Just hang on, hang on, hang on. You've got 10 seconds left. Don't worry. The economy will subside. Don't worry about the interest rate and the government. Don't worry. That will get you nowhere. The news you need to hear there is that you are facing eternity, my friend. And are you preparing yourself to face the next untelbar year in heaven or hell? That's why Jesus came to this planet. To seek and save the lost. That's why the gospel is good news. No other news will prepare you for that, for that moment. And so the church went out and they preached the gospel. 
And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. I love it. You know, when I, when I look at scripture, I see that the guys, they didn't run after the signs and the wonders. They were just obedient to the call of God that said to them, go out, go and make disciples, share the gospel, love people passionately. And hey, what I will do is I will follow where you go. And, and as you share the gospel, I will, I will just be there with signs and wonders and miraculous things. Because people can see that I'm a great God and that I'm a powerful God and I'm in this situation. We need to share the gospel, folks. We want to see miraculous stuff happening. John 14, Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask of me anything in my name, and I will do it. When you are dead to yourself, you don't ask selfish questions. And you don't have selfish desires. You know, I've always thought it's pretty risky for the Lord to put Psalm 37 verse 4 in there. Verlistig jou in hom. En hy sal jou geer, die begeertes van jou hart. When we die to ourselves, what we desire will not be selfish. It will be for God. What we pray will be the stuff God wants us to pray. He would want to answer that. If we can just get ourselves out of the way. Uh, No matter where you find yourself in regards to miracles, signs and wonders, we cannot deny the biblical truth that it should be part of our lives. And I don't want you to feel any condemnation if you haven't seen anything (laughs) typically spectacular happening. I want you to realize, I want to stir this in in you this morning, that God wants to do stuff through you. And it doesn't always just happen in church. I found that it mostly happens where we go and we share the gospel and we do the basic things that God has instructed us us to do and then we'll see amazing things. So I want to share some stories from Wooster just to encourage your faith. And firstly, it's a few stories about salvation. Why do I start here? Romans 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Jew. The the Bible says that uh, I'm not ashamed of what? The good news of the gospel, because it is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe. Friend, it it helps you nothing. If you go to hell healed, And so I often see video clips of guys praying for people and they are healed and it's great. And then they send them off, go, go, my friend, go. And there he goes on the sidewalk and they turn to the camera. Yeah, just you see that awesome healing. And I'm like, who shared the gospel? It's no good. This guy goes to hell healthy. He needs to get saved. Who shared the gospel? What greater power is there in the transformation of a person from being a sinful sinner in nature to to sanctified, redeemed, and, and made pure and holy? That's a miracle. But somehow the, the, the pureness of the gospel has been uh, watered down. Mark 16 verse 20, Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them. Acts 4 
Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. It always starts there. I don't see a, a miracle service in, 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 in the Bible where they gather together. Now, I, I see people going out to the unsaved, preaching the gospel, and then God working with them. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God Boldly, even even after great stuff, they said, "Okay, but that, that's great. All the great stuff. Let's hey, let's go and share the gospel." Isn't that great? Once you start sharing the good news, you'll see miraculous stuff happens. And so, let me share a few stories around that. My colleague in Worcester that helped us plant the church, Francois, he was he was quite a brandy drinker in his day. And so, I had always said, Brother, I can brandywine drink until my tandvlees yuk. And so, and so we started a connect group. Uh, we started a connect group in, 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 in George, and we invited some unsaved guys, and he was among them. And um, for the few, first few groups, we just had a braai, and we said to them, you know, we, we a, we're going to do some spiritual things next year, and... And so, to make a long story short, I led him to the Lord, and we moved to Worcester, and they come with us. And one Sunday morning, we're speaking on the, the basic foundations and the sharing of the gospel and your testimony. And so, at, at the end of the service, I asked the church, won't you just turn to somebody next to you and share your testimony? And so, uh, Francois turns to this guy, I don't want to mention his name, and so, he shares the gospel and, and he says, but, you know, I can't share my testimony with you. Uh, I don't know Jesus yet. I don't have a testimony. And so, but he says, but I, I want to accept Jesus. Can, can you please lead me to the Lord? And so Francois leads him to the Lord. It turns out that this guy is the brandy maker for KWV. <laughs> now, if you don't believe in miracles, let's say Amen. All right. If you want to see a sign and a miracle, that's a supernatural thing that happened just there. And so today we've got the, the brandy maker of KWV uh, in our church. I think exactly now at 11 o'clock he's landing in Cape Town. He's gin, just been to a, a gin contest in London. And so he went there full of the Spirit of God into a godless world, uh, just representing God as, a, as an ambassador. Isn't that great? And so he has um, shared the gospel with his dad. He baptized his dad. And so he started looking around him in, in the office there at KWV. And, um, and, and he said, but these guys, they, look, they don't look happy. They don't have peace. They look unhappy. And so he started a discipleship group there in the office, discipling six other people. Now, folks, that's a miracle for me. We had some other friends we invited the guy over, and it was on a load-shedding evening, and we sat in my dining room, and, and in midway of me sharing the gospel, uh, the electricity went off, and so we lit some candles, and, and so we were five guys sitting around the table. It was all romantic, sharing the gospel. And, um, and so when it came to this friend of mine, Stefan, we, he said, but, you know, I want to make right with God. I want to accept him into my life. And I thought in that moment, God, this is a sign and a wonder. This is a miracle. A man of his age turning to God. 
And we prayed for him and accepted Jesus. And he went like this. Hey, Owens, like my Eskom was not angeswitch here, but And so today he's, he's in the police. And he's a, he's a, 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 a speerder. What's, what's a speerder? A detective. And so uh, he gets moved from, from the main office to the, 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 a brand new office in Zwellentemba. It's our, it's our Kosa speaking community. And so he looked at that situation. He said, God, this is awesome. Thank you for transferring me there so I can be a shining light for you in that community. That is a miracle. Another guy phones me up. He said, listen, I've, I've got a friend. Can you please take him for coffee? Uh, I don't think he's in a church. So we go to the Wimpy in Wooster. I sit with him. And, um, uh, you know, I can, I can tell jokes a little bit and have a conversation. But then inevitably I'm going to share the gospel. And so share the gospel with the guy. He says, you know, he starts to cry. And the waiter, she carries serviettes to us and and." and 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 he accepts Jesus right there in, in the wimpy. And so a, a few, the next time we meet, we, we've been meeting for two years every Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. Next time he asked me some questions about baptism. And the next, son, the next Thursday about being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And so in the wimpy there, I just prayed for him, Lord, uh, baptize this man in the Holy Spirit. He says, Lord, please baptize me with your spirit. And we greet each other, and off he goes. And he phones me from work, and he says, as I left the wimpy, I spoke in tongues all the way on the sidewalk to my office. And then I said to him, friend, we've got this tool called the God test. He's an optometrist. He says, you are looking into people's eyes every day. Why don't you, when you're done with that, tell them, I've done, I'm, I'm done testing your eyes. Why don't I test your heart? And here's the, gospel, the, the, the God test. And so now every day he shares the gospel at, at least four or four or five times. He's been praying for gang and gang members in Worcester that come there for their eyes. So one day he shared the gospel with the gang leader of the JCYs. It's a famous gang there in Worcester. And he shared the gospel with him. He had the guy crying in his office, just giving and showing him God's love. Folks, this is miraculous. People getting to know Jesus. As we planted the church in Worcester, we, we prayed for our city. We identified 45 different spots in our, in our town to go and pray in front of every school, in front of every church. We made a, a prayer point in, in every neighborhood, calling from every church, every neighborhood, the people that must belong to our spiritual family. And so the one school we prayed for was my old high school I went to. And eventually, after two years, I got invited to speak one morning in assembly. And as I drove into the yard, my hair stood on end. There was a spiritual vibe you couldn't explain. And after I spoke this morning, uh, or that morning, that afternoon, I just cried out to God and said, Lord, you need to do something in the school. These, these kids are being influenced by whatever is the spiritual atmosphere in this place. And so that teacher phones me up. And her first words are, you probably felt something's very wrong at the school. And so I said, yes. And she says, but don't you want to come and pray with us? We are, we're a few teachers and, and we are praying together for the school. And so I went there, prayed with, started praying with them. And um, uh, long story short, the headmaster resigned. We prayed into the process of a new headmaster. 
the guy that, that they were supposed to interview five guys. And so we, pray, we were praying over those five. On the days of the interviews, one pitched. One. It turns out he's the headmaster today, fully saved, filled by the Holy Spirit. He brought prayer back into the staff room. He brought prayer back into the schoolyard. He moved the CSV back into school time. The CSV grew from eight to 600. And, um, and we said to him, listen, I'm not a plumber. I can't, I can't uh, you know, offer my services, but, but we can pray. There are kids with problems. Let us speak to them. And, um, and so they line up the four bellhommels in Afrikaans, the kwaadstokers, the, the, the moeilijkheidmakers, for me. So I said, well, that sounds exciting. Give them in a group. I'll take all four of them together. Because one's going to get saved and the good peer pressure will flow over, you know. So I see them, speak to them about life. And, and they say to me, I ask them, you know, what do you envision for your life? And, I, and they say they, they want to, uh, you know, be happy in their job and be happily married uh, and, and have great kids and all. Of, and, I, and I listened them out and I said to them, hey, all the stuff you're dreaming for your future, I'm living that life. Who's going to listen to who in this meeting? And so they said, okay, now we'll listen to you. And, so, and I, so I share the gospel with them. All four of them accept Christ. And now bears the testimony that the teachers ask, you know, what happened to these boys? They don't back chat us anymore. All four of them failed last year, June. All four of them passed in December. What has happened? I'll tell you what happened. The, the miracle of the gospel of the power of God came in their lives. That's a miracle. So I want to encourage you to share the gospel, do things, great things. For Let me share a few stories, other stories. We, we started uh, praying in front of the Wooster Clinic. And so eventually we asked permission, can we pray for the people who sit in line to go to the clinic? And they said yes. And, and so we've been going there for a few days. And one day the, the facility uh, principal phones us up and she says, listen, we've got an internal imp- employee conflict between 30 people. Usually we get a, a contractor from outside, from the government, and we pay them lots of money. But I just sense that you guys must come here and speak to the people. And so Francois and myself, we go there in our shorts and our flops, and all of a sudden we're in a room with 30 other people, and they are mad at each other. And we're like, what the heck is going on here? Tell us your story. And so, and, and, and it, 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 was, it was terrible. And, and Francho and myself, we look at each other and we say, we are way out of our league now in this meeting. What's, what's the, what can we do? And the first thought that comes to mind is, hey, let's share the gospel. <laughs> and so we share the gospel with them. Best news ever. Speak to them about forgiveness. And all of a sudden, one lady stands up. She says, I want to forgive that lady. I've been harboring a bitterness and an unforgiveness for three years. I forgive you. They hug each other. They cry. So now me and Francia, we've moved to the side of the room. And so now we check this story out. And so they start confessing towards each other. And, and eventually, I think we just left them there. And we went out. And next week, the principal phones me. She says, what did you do to the people? So I'm like, oh, frack, no, this is I said, what do you mean? She says, all the conflict was resolved. They've been fighting for each other, with each other for four or five years. 
And I'm like, ma'am, we can't take any credit. All we did is we share the best news. Anybody can hear the gospel. God stirred their hearts. They forgave each other. And we'll come and disciple them if, if, if you want us to. As a, as a prayer group, we've, we've gone into the casino at Worcester. And so we go into the casino and we walk among the one-armed bandits, smiling to the people, going inside. Devil, I bind you in the name of... Hey, good morning. How are you? How are you? Oh, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I was, I was practicing my ventriloquism. Is that the right word? Goodness gracious, that was a miracle from God, just that word. And so, and so we, we, we're walking in the, in the casino and we've been trusting God for great things. And one morning, a person walks into our church. We had just started an English service. And so I go, hey, how are you? I'm fine. What's your name? Carla. Okay, Carla, where are you from? No, from Worcester. And so where do you work? I work in the casino. I'm like, the what? The casino. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Lord. And so the technical manager of the casino is now in our church being discipled. And, um, and so we're trusting God for great things to happen in their place. Once there is a man of peace, a carrier of God's presence uh, in a place, amazing things uh, can happen. So we see that as a great, great uh, breakthrough. My friend Francois is a real evangelist. Um, He started making friends with uh, the owner of a clothing factory uh, uh, and offered to come there and just give a message to the people. And so the factory has decided one day in a week they will, they will stop production 45 minutes early and they're going to have a church service. So there's a whole congregation there. There are over 80 people hearing the gospel, sharing. The other day they visited our church and we gave them some kusisters, you know, the whole thing. And um, 80 people serving God. And the stories they now tell of how their sons are, 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 are being, uh, uh, what's it, for loss saved and set free from from being drug addicts it's amazing so folks these are the things i see as signs and wonders obviously great stuff other stuff can also happen we when we just moved to Worcester, we we said to ourselves hey we don't have anything other to do than to share the gospel so why don't we walk the streets of Worcester, go into shops and just uh, introduce ourselves and say hi we we're brand new in town who are you and, um, and so I was on a mission to go into the offices of all the, the business owners and praying for them. And Francois, he's got an eye for a, for a, for a, for a crutch, you know. So he was, he, was, he was spotting somebody who was walking on two crutches. And so in the, we call it the AutoZone miracle. We were in AutoZone and he saw this guy and he prayed for him. And God healed the guy from the, with the crutches right there. And so he stood there and he says, but my pain is gone. I am healed. And the pandemonium in the autosome. And so the guy walks with his crutches under his arm. And he's off. Nobody, nobody, no faith healer told him, put your crutches under your arm and show that this is real. He put his crutches under his arm. And he was walking out. And so the, the, the lady by the till, she asked, you know, what, what has happened? And he said, but, you know, Jesus healed me. And so he was a business owner and he invited Francia to his business. And another 30 people got ministered and... And so then he started a, a connect room with, with four Muslim guys. And so those are great miracles that happened. We saw a blind person being healed at the clinic. Some of the Stellenbosch students came on an outreach. They prayed for her. 
She was blind for 40 years. After the first prayer, she could see uh, some. And so obviously there was some more faith and they prayed. And after the second prayer, clear vision. She could see a daughter, a, a, a granddaughter next to her for the first time in 40 years. Obviously that granddaughter wasn't 40 years old. As you lack a wakker, Right, she could see for the first time in 40 years. And so we've, we've seen great miracles. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to stop there. I, th- I think the heart of what, I'm, what I want to say to you guys is, yes, God can do amazing healings and other miracles. But the greatest miracle of all, when people get saved, get to Jesus. And I think if we get busy with sharing the gospel, you'll see amazing things happen as you do that, and God will follow with signs and wonders and great stuff happening. I've got a, I've got a little card here. My, my daughter wrote in the card, she says, Dear Dad, you are the best dad I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the only dad you know. <laughs> there is no dad like you. You are the best in the world. As my friend Francis says, interplanetaire. (laughs) Lots of love, Amy. (laughs) You know, when when I read this card, it stirs my heart towards my daughter. She doesn't have to perform to see my power in action. I just come... Because she says she loves me. And I want to be powerful for her. And as you devote yourself to God. James 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God. As you devote yourself, love Jesus, build your relationship with Him passionately worship Him when nobody else is watching. Praying and seeking Him when the door is closed and nobody is watching. And as you go out and you represent the dad, she carries the name of our family. God will do amazing things. I want to encourage you to seek Him. Run after Him. Be obedient. Share the best news there is and you'll see God do amazing things is that your heart's desire in this morning can I ask you to please repeat this prayer after me Lord Jesus I worship you I love you you are almighty your name is above every name thank you that you live in me thank you that your power is in me as I share the gospel as I live my life you can do supernatural things in Jesus name I want to pray for you Father I pray for this church I pray that the love of God will fill their hearts it will overflow into their community as they devote themselves to the apostles 
teaching to prayer to fellowship to the breaking of bread that there will be a dynamic demonstration of your supernatural power in their lives that will bring people into your kingdom saved and sanctified healed if necessary and we will give God the glory and I thank you for that Lord in Jesus name Amen I just have a sense um